0: welcome to the Embracing Chaos podcast. You are listening to the last episode in this season and we will pick back up back in September. But today I get to interview my friend Sarah. We are Instagram friends and she has five little boys and we talk all things motherhood, marriage, and the self-love era and all the things. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Here it is. Well, welcome, Sarah. So good to have you today. Thanks for having me. This is so fun because we just have never met, but we connected through Instagram and Mm -hmm. another Instagram friend. So I feel like a lot of these people that I'm interviewing are from Instagram and that's like where our connections all started. So I love that. So let's just start and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, Sarah. So I am a wife, first and foremost, and I'm also a mother of five little boys. Um,
1: (laughs) Yes. Prior to being a mom, I was actually a full-time registered nurse, and I worked in the hospital on a medical surgical unit and kind of got to float around the hospital, did that for a few years, went down severely part-time after our first, and then after our second boy I decided I just wanted to be full-time mom, which was kind of the ultimate goal in the beginning. Okay. So I was like really relieved to get to that point. Like, yes, I can do this now. And then since then, um, I get to be at home with all five of the boys and then I still keep up my nursing hours here and there by teaching clinicals, but mostly just get to cherish kind of being home and not having to have that obligation anymore.
0: Yes. That is so nice that you were able to have that option because your boys are so stinging cute. And I know you love being a mom so much. So what are their, what are their ages again? So Jude is seven.
1: Hudson just turned six. Chase is four. Crew is two and a half. And Beck is just about to be six months here. Oh my gosh.
0: That went by so fast.
1: It does. And I keep saying like, I have baby fever which probably yeah. I shouldn't say out loud to my husband, but I really do like to keep having baby fever. So anyway, between you and me.
0: <laughs> and everyone listening.
1: <laughs> and everyone listening. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to unless you want to cut that part out. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> Well, I do know you're a homeschool mama. So what encouragement yes. do you think you would give other homeschool moms or advice? Gosh, I think one of the best parts of
1: homeschooling is by far the flexibility. And it's funny because I would have said that initially when I started homeschooling. And I think in my head, I thought, you know, flexibility just meant being at home and having that flexibility of like not having a schedule in school. But I have discovered it means so much more than that. And I've had to really lean into the season of just like, it's okay to be flexible within your days. Like if school doesn't get done in the morning, it can get done in the afternoon. And it's okay if we're doing an assignment and I have to stop for 20 minutes and go nurse a baby, like that's flexibility. So I would just encourage any mom out there, I guess everyone right now has been kind of getting a taste of homeschooling in a sense with everything, but just that it's not just the overall flexibility of it, but just even within your days to give yourself that and realize like, it's okay to do that within your days. Did you always want to homeschool? I think there was probably a tinge of me that always did. And then as my boys got older, I got more serious about it. And one of my sisters homeschooled ahead of me. So that kind of gave me a little more unction to do it and to follow through with it. Um, but Tim didn't have a great homeschooling experience. So I kind okay. of balanced that a little. He, he doesn't view it necessarily as like gung ho yes. as I do. Okay. So, you know, it's a fine balance of like making sure our children get the education they need, but also, you know, serving right. that flexibility, like we talked about for our family and honoring his wishes as well for our kiddos.
0: Right. So what does that look like in the future? Are you thinking like, okay, homeschool till you're a senior or just kind of like see how every year goes? Yeah. You know, at first I would have said, let's just take it year by year. But
1: then I really felt like the Lord was telling me, like, if you're going to do something without any long-term vision, like, why are we doing it at all? Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that I can't cut it at some point or say, you know, for this kiddo, it's a better fit to go into school. But I think what I've come to realize probably more in this past year is that I want to have a long-term vision for it. So my goal is to homeschool my kiddos through. But if at some point the Lord presses on us or we see a need that our kiddo needs something else, then like, I only want to be able to yield to that and say, you know, yeah. this is the best fit for our family at this time. And this I love is the that. change we're going to make.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think it's so healthy having that perspective because we're, we're not exactly opposite. Uh, we're on like the charter school. If you're in like mm-hmm. a charter school or a Christian school, like that's our plan.
1: But mm-hmm. we also
0: know like each child is so different. And yeah, my middle child right now, he's, you know, he's just, I could see homeschooling him if that was a necessity for his life and would benefit him more. So I think just being open is so great, but I kind of think like, Oh my gosh, five kids. Like, how do you, how do you do that? (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's kind of like, I kind of take it as as like when you have a child, like when you have a child, you think like, Oh my goodness, how am I going to have this child? Like I know nothing about motherhood. How am I going to just make the switch? But then you do, you know, you learn as you go. And then you have the second, and then you have the third. And in my case, you have the fourth and the fifth. Yeah. (laughs) And you kind of, I'm learning as I go. So I'm realizing that each stage is going to bring something different. So right now, I would actually say it's pretty easy because, you know, newborns, new babies, you know, they eat, they sleep, and (laughs) then they're awake and playing. And so this season with Beck, our youngest, has been actually pretty easy going because he just plays on the ground or he's napping or I'm nursing him. And that's easy to fit in. Um, the two year old and the four year old, you know, that might be a little bit different story, but again, going back to that flexibility, if I need to pause everything and say the two year old needs a few books read to him because that's just what he needs right now. I love that. I can do that. I love that. I can stop and do that and lean into that season and we've even chatted with our older kids. You know, people will ask things like, well, what if your child wanted to go to school? Would they, would you allow them to? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's a hard question, but I think back to, you know, we're a family and we're doing best what's for what's best for our family. And so we try to even talk about that with our kiddos. And Jude has said things like, well, if I went to school, would I see my brothers? Right. And you know, I'll say things like, well, you would go to school from this time to this time. And so you would miss out. And he immediately comes to the realization himself. Like, I don't want to miss out on that time with the baby. I don't want to miss out on that playtime. And so I'm really glad we do homeschool. So anyway, that's how it works
0: for us. And so did you come from, did you and your husband come from big families?
1: I am one of four and Tim is one of six.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Situation was a little unique in that his think father of the bride, his mom her oldest son was or her oldest daughter was 24 and her youngest was 13 and they found out they were pregnant on their <gasps> 25th wedding anniversary. <laughs> no. Yeah. So she was pregnant at the same time with Tim as her oldest daughter was pregnant with their secondborn. So it was like a total
0: father of the Oh bride my goodness. You don't hear that very much. <laughs>
1: you don't. So Tim really probably, even though he was of a big family, he grew up
0: totally different. Very much like an
1: only child. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Bit unique. I, okay. So I know you also do Instagram and photography kind of on the side. Like what do you do? I don't really want to say like for yourself because I'm not like the biggest fan of quote unquote self-love, but what do you, yeah. So what do you do though, that you can have a break from the kids and really, you know, unwind or read, or what is it that you do? Right. I think in theory, I love to read, but I never do because yeah. <laughs> oftentimes when
1: I get like those moments to myself, I'm like, I should just sit here in silence, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> um, you know, certain things are really therapeutic for me. I think like baking is really therapeutic for me. So if Tim can take the kiddos outside and play, And I can be in the kitchen baking Um, to some that might be like, oh my goodness, a wife in the kitchen. But no, it is so therapeutic for me. I love making and creating. And then I love when they come back and they're so thrilled with what I've made and they're hungry and love it. So that's really therapeutic for me. The photography, even though it's what I do, I mean, that's truly a hobby. I love carrying my camera around. I love snapping photos of the boys. I love snapping photos of whatever. And I love just learning. So even if it's sitting at my desk and learning or watching a YouTube tutorial on something on editing or whatever it is, that's also very like therapeutic for me in a way I can kind of tune out and do something that I love. So those are a couple of ways that I, I kind of do it. And it honestly, it works in
0: with our family, you know, where I don't need right. a, a babysitter for five hours or something. Right. So, right. Do you have yeah. a photography business or are you just I don't know. Nope.
1: Just Instagram is okay. something I really, I love to do like fresh 48 sessions in a hospital, but it's something I really do for just my uh, close friends and family. And I oh, adore it. I adore it. So it's fun. so fun. Yeah.
0: I've never best. had that. Really? No, I like, I don't, know what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> I, at first I am definitely not like to define it. I'm definitely not like birth photographer. I don't want to be in there for your birth. Like, but I love to come in when the baby's like a few hours old, you've maybe yes. had a shower. You're just kind of relaxed. And it's just those first raw moments of like so sweet. Feeding. It's so beautiful. Oh. And it just, I think they're just so much fun. Plus, it's like totally my excuse to get to go visit a brand new baby in a hospital. (laughs) Right, no
0: kidding. (laughs) Yes. Get that baby fever going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. And then you said you do a little bit of your nursing too. Like you have a little bit of that on the side.
1: Yeah, in Washington State, you know, you have to, like with any state, you have to keep up so many hours if you want to keep your license up. And one way I found to do that kind of conveniently, kind of not so conveniently is to do clinical nursing instructor. So I'll go into the hospital for three months with a group of nursing students and I'll be their instructor once a week in the hospital that I worked in. So I'm super familiar with the hospital since I worked there, but I just get to kind of sit back and be more of an instructor role and teach them how to be nurses in that oh, setting. So that's yeah. great. So how, it's how often funny. do you do that? Yeah. Every time I'm not pregnant or nurse. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like once, so <laughs> basically like
0: city. once in the last seven years,
1: yes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what it feels like. I think I've done it three times and it's, it's squeezed in between my moments when I'm not one of those two,
0: but still just <laughs> to have that is so nice, yes. you know, to, to have the baking moments, to have the Instagram time, to have the photography yes. randomly and nursing, just like having those things is just so good because I, especially like right now with quarantine and stuff, it's so, it's so hard for people to just feel lost, you know? Yes. Yes. I just, totally. So it's good to remind, like remind ourselves about those things that we really enjoy and bring us joy. Okay. So. Absolutely. I really want to jump into some of the trials that you have faced in the last few years that have shaped your view of God.
1: Yeah. So I kind of wanted to highlight one specific one and that was early on in our marriage. So I had lived in a different state. And when Tim and I got married, I finished nursing school. We moved up to his hometown, his family business is here. So that was the obvious move. And when we got here, that was a really hard move for me. You know, it felt like I was leaving everything behind my Mm. family, my church, everything I had down there and moving to something totally new where he was established friends, family, everything. And I was stepping into that. And to make a long story short, what happened over the first few years of living here is I really was an extroverted person. And I totally am, but I dug myself into a really introverted hole and it just, life became less and less joyful. Not in the sense of, you know, like our marriage was great and we had our first child, but I just wasn't finding joy in the season. And it really hit a breaking point. We had our second child. I remember so vividly, and I was probably six weeks postpartum and I was just unhappy, like just unhappy with who I was, not with who he was, not with my children, with who I was and where I was at. And I remember calling my parents and saying something to that effect. And like, I'm not joyful and I'm not being kind. And I was hoping that my mom would get on the phone, you know, and give me some like real good encouragement. But instead my dad got on the phone, which when that happens, I'm like, Oh no, Uh no." (laughs) really in for it. And my dad got on the phone and he was like, basically like, listen here, you need to buck up and what's been going on is because of choices you are making and you need to realize that the Lord has a lot for you. And he referenced in the Bible, I believe it was when, um, Nehemiah went to a land and he was saying like, you can sit in that city that you're in and you can mope about what you don't have, or you can say. I'm in this city, and I am gonna suck the joy, suck the goodness out of the city until there's something else for us. And I'm gonna make the most of it. And I knew that that's what I needed to do, you know. But it doesn't just happen overnight, right? Right. (laughs) So, I when I got off the phone with my dad, that was kind of the breaking point for me. Hmm. And I really had to call it to the Lord and say, like, Lord. I need your help. I've yeah. said some really unkind things. I have been less than joyful to my husband and I need one your forgiveness and two I need help because like I don't know how to get back to where I was. Yeah. And so there were some real tangible steps in that. Tangible steps included, you know, the forgiveness part like asking my husband for forgiveness for what I had said and kind of where I was Living and coming from, asking the Lord for forgiveness. I even remember buying Tim a gift, like like a peace (laughs) offering gift. It was like it was like a flannel and his favorite coffee and like some dark chocolate. Like I do love
0: you. This is just really awful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just had to. It was actually one of those things that I needed to like tangibly show him, like I love you, I value you, and like. I need to make a change and this is like a step towards like to let you know that
0: I want to make a change. Was he and almost thinking like oh shoot we need to like move back to where she lives because this is so awful like yeah. was he second guessing things? I think Tim is so steadfast and so graceful
1: and so he was graceful through it all which is absolutely incredible considering you know just even some of the rotten things I would say he was very graceful through that. I I think he knew like we're not going to move back. Like yeah. that's not a choice because <laughs> of the job. But I think he also understood how like heartbroken I was inside yeah. and that I was really like in turmoil over things. And yeah. he, he saw that and it was almost like an, I see you moment. Like I see what you're going through and like, I want to help. Like, how can you let me in and how can I help? Right. And so I'm, I'm thankful for that. And, um, and we started to really, what we kind of determined initially was, and I even said like I need your help, and I like we just need to 100% communicate. There can't be subtle hints. There right, can't be right. oh, this is what I might need. It's if there's a moment where you need something, you just need to express that and say it. You can't yeah. expect me to know what you are thinking. Yes. And so starting with that, you know, was a good move. Other things were like if I could feel myself getting heated, I was going to say something I would regret. Yeah. He yeah. would even say like, you need to walk away, like go in another room right now. Let's oh, he would say That's you. good. He would, but, but, and we had kind of like agreed on that. Like it was this kind of thing where we had said, you know, like, I need you to help me. So you're allowed to point out, you know, what you're seeing. And he would, and it, I, it honestly was sometimes like that. Like Sarah, you need to go in another room. Cool off. We'll come back to this. Like, I'm not going to do this right now because I don't want you to say something you're going to regret. Yes. And we would do that. So anyway, that's kind of the long of the short of it or the long of the long of it,
0: I suppose. Yeah. So I understand a little bit about moving for a husband. Uh (laughs) Obviously, we've moved like four times. (laughs) Yes. So I totally get that. But what would you tell other women who are just really frustrated with a family move because of their husband's job?
1: Yeah, let's tie that back to what we were talking about with like hobbies earlier. I think one thing that would have helped was to find something that I enjoyed Hmm. that I could enjoy on my own, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like not negating that I need a husband, but something that like, while he's at work, I can find fulfillment in this. And again, I'm with you on, I am not a fan of self-love, self-care and that whole
0: movement at all. I like, let's just stop for a moment and say, what is this?
1: (laughs) I just think it's become such, I think what self-love and self-care has become in our culture is self-serving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: and that's what it's about. It's about how can I serve me and not serve you when I right. need something.
0: Right. And yeah. that's what oh, I totally,
1: that's what I disagree with. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> so,
1: I, but what, but what I do mean in that was, was I wish I would have found something I heard someone talk about this one time when they are married to it, they're married to a military husband. And they said like, my husband could be gone months on. And I had to find something to do in that time. I could either wallow in self-pity or I could find something to do, whether it's gardening, whether it's photography, whether it's getting outside and learning a new hobby, you know, whether it's running, I just, I wish I would have grasped a hold of that a little bit earlier on in our
0: marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. I feel like I've always been excited for something new and I've always uh-huh. loved change. And uh-huh. so every time I'm just like, well, of course, this is going to be great. <laughs> this is yeah. Be yes. But I feel like with this last one, it was almost like, okay, I know God has my best at heart too. Like he's right. not just focused on my husband. He right. knows that this move is actually the best for me and for my children and right. all of the situations going on. Like he's behind the scenes and all of that. And sometimes I hate it when it's like, people always say, well, God's behind the scenes on everything, you know, <laughs> like a, I think it's like yeah. a pat answer to it almost like we're underestimating what God can do by just saying, yes, he's in the details and he's, yeah. like, you know, all well, those and it almost,
1: it almost negates like your feelings in that, like, it's okay to yeah. have those feelings, but it's okay to also know that like, there's a godly perspective, but it's okay exactly. to feel all the feels and do those things, you know, as long as they don't get out of hand right. and out of control.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, this kind of maybe as a segue, but I was just thinking about, I feel like we're very similar with this whole, um, scripture references turned bad. Like yeah. people don't yeah. understand or this like self-love movement. Um, I feel like we're very similar in some of these things. Uh So I am interested to see like what, because you are on Instagram and because you are a believer on Instagram, what have you seen besides the self-love, you know, movement going on, maybe Uh a specific saying or scripture or something that's just like completely out of context? that just drives you up the wall. Cause I love talking about this stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. A couple, I would say like a couple, like kind of come to mind, but if you're talking like scripture references, I think like one of the things I see so blown out of proportion that's hard is that, um, you know, God's plans are for you. He's for you, not against you. (laughs) Can you just, I see you raising your hand over there. (laughs) Cringing. You know, and And it's hard because, you know, that's one of them. He's for you, not against you, because that's not the context. That's not where, you know, what it's supposed to be. And God is for you. If you're humbling yourselves and praying, if you're on your knees with forgiveness, if you're following his will, but God's not for you. If you're living (laughs) in sin and not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing, right? right? Like he's not, that's not what he meant. And I think that's just, I think that's like classic,
0: Satan to like twist that and be like, God's for you. Like, believe that, you know, shine bright. Like you're supposed to. But I think it does tie into the self-love too, because the more we talk about self-love, the more we think everything is love. And then we think everything is accepting. And then we think God is always loving and accepting. And while he is always loving, he is also just, and he is also you know, the God of the universe that has this crazy plan of redemption that we are not even understanding. And people just look at it and think, well, God's just all about love, you know? And it's like, yeah, yeah. yes. And one thing to tie
1: into that, I think too, is that I always want to remind people that like, God is a jealous God. Like he's jealous for you. He's jealous Mm -hmm. for your time. He's jealous for your talents. He's jealous for, you know, what you have. And like, he like that's part of the reason he runs after us and wants us is because he's jealous for what we have. And if we keep, yeah, if we keep thinking like he's
0: love, he's everything, you know, it doesn't really, I don't know if that makes sense. It just doesn't really go together. It definitely makes sense. And I saw a clip of Oprah talking about how she's like, well, God's jealous of me. Like, what? You know, just like in this oh, weird, yes,
1: totally. fat, jealous way. Mind. And I was like,
0: yes. oh shoot, come on yeah. Oprah, because yeah. here's this, you know, rich and famous, you know, Influential known woman person. who's yes. saying, wait, God's jealous of me. And I'm like, yeah. oh no girl. <laughs> yeah, that is
1: totally. Sad. I think the other one that I see a lot is like forgiveness out of context. Like I can do X, Y, Z, but God forgives you know, or like God forgives. And I feel like that's like a coverall for what we can do. You know, we can sin and sin and sin, but God forgives. And if I make a mistake and do it again, God forgives. And in my own life, I know I've made a mistake, asked for forgiveness and made the same mistake again over and over and over. But it's, you know, I mean, that's a heart matter more than anything. It's
0: not just a blanket. God forgives, you know? Right. It's almost weird that people even talk about it like, or say those statements, Uh you know, Uh because it just kind of twists things. And it's so, it's also so personal between you and God and you and the person that you're, you know, needing to ask forgiveness to that's like, well, yes, we do all need to learn forgiveness. And yes, yeah. God is a forgiving God, but like, there's all these buts that no one, um, yeah, no one wants to them. believe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't talk yeah. about it and no one wants to believe it. Which And is I very think a lot important. of those things are
1: superficial attention grabbers too, yeah. you know, like they just, it's, it's to get people to talk about it in a superficial way. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I totally agree with that. It's how churches get big. It's how people get famous and yeah. they just throw out yeah. this stuff and it's all empty promises on trying to better yourself when really it's all about Jesus and people forget that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, one of the last questions I want to ask is I know you have five children Uh (laughs) and with that, how would you talk to somebody who is like, Oh, I don't know if I want a big family. I don't know. And I know it's so personal obviously, depending, but what would you like? What would be some encouragement to some moms in that season? I think one thing
1: that I would tell moms in that season, whether they're at the beginning of motherhood or, you know, well, knee deep into it is that busy is what you make it. So, you know, I remember like vividly when I had one child and I was thinking, how the heck am I going to shower today? <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? And like, oh my goodness. And I would get in the shower and like he, he's crying and five minutes later I get out and think, Whoo, I think, I got a shower yeah. <laughs> today and I suddenly make dinner. And then I remember being, having three kids and thinking, how am I going to get in the shower today? You know, in a sense. And then I remember having five kids. Oh wait, that's yesterday. And (laughs) I can honestly say, I think one thing you have to realize as a mother is busy is what you make it. So we all invest our time into certain things. And I think one thing our culture loves and values in a false manner is busyness. Like busyness is glorified. And if Mm -hmm. you're really busy, like. You must be Kudos. awesome. <laughs> Kudos to you. Cause you must be awesome. And what I found is that I almost think I'm less busy as a mom of five than I was as a mom mm-hmm. of one. But what I want to tell moms is that you will be busy with one. You will be busy with two. You will be busy with five. And yeah. it, you know, and, and just to know that, and that just like we were talking about with the homeschooling, I'm taking each season as they come yeah. and you'll learn a new normal, with yep. each season I love and that. if you stay at one or you stay at two that is okay and yes. if that's your busy meter and that's your normal like that's great but if you find that you can thrive at five six seven and you can still maintain that balance like i just think there's giftings in that too and i think there's giftings in both
0: mm-hmm. and i
1: think it's i think it's important to recognize both and to say that one set of busy is not more important than another set of busy just yes. because you have strength in numbers, so to exactly. speak. Exactly.
0: I think that's yeah. so wise. I'm so glad you said that because sometimes I think people can look at the people who have even three, four, or five, you know, and that you get up there and it's like, how in the world can this person have this many when I am literally at my max with one? Or two, you know, and that's just like, we are done. This has to be time. Like, I can't handle yes, this. Yeah, totally. But, but really, it is. I, I just love what you said. That brings so much wisdom. I love it. Well, this has been so encouraging, but I do always end the show by giving you a few minutes to share what you're passionate about or working on so we can stay posted with you. Yeah, so you can find us, like you mentioned, at Modern Farmhouse Family. That's really
1: where we kind of share our lives and our hearts. and. One of the things I think the Lord's really been doing in me, especially in the last six months on Instagram specifically, you mentioned being a believer on Instagram Mm -hmm. is being bold about my faith and not being shy about the gospel. Yep. And Tim and I were talking and I was saying, I want to have a purpose. Like I want people to visit our page and I want them, I want there to be an intention about it. And I don't want to just be someone who snaps a few pictures of my kids and doesn't share anything else. So I've really been working hard on in my own heart. And in my own life on Mondays, I start off the week praying on Instagram and I try to do that just because I feel like a lot of people don't understand prayer out loud or they don't understand that it's just a conversation with God. And so I've been picking different topics every week and praying for those on Instagram. And that's been so cool to see the response in that and people just seeing how, oh my goodness that's all you do that's what i can say you know and just realizing that god is a personable god and he's not yeah. some far off deity and um and then just being bold throughout the week with encouragements and different things so i hope more than anything that when people come and see our page that they find encouragement for motherhood that they find encouragement for whatever season like we were just talking about whatever season you're in whether that's hoping for a child one child five children grandma i hope you can find yes. encouragement in our page in deep deep dreams between you and me and the rest of your podcast, <laughs> I hope one day I really have felt the Lord tugging on my heart to write a book on motherhood. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be something that's relatable and readable. So I don't want it to be, you know, 500 pages. Right. I want it to be something that, that, that every mom can flip through within a couple days and pull out a few nuggets of encouragement. Mm-hmm. And so that's really been on my heart. It's something I'm working on currently. And it's something that's so exciting. Yeah, it's something that I'm hoping. I'm trying to set some goals for myself amidst having five children, right? (laughs) And it's something that I'm hoping you know, just giving up to the Lord and saying, Lord, whether this happens in one year, two years, like whatever your timing is in it, I want to be diligent to follow through and see where it leads, however, you take that. So. That is so exciting. So
0: I will for sure link your Instagram and everyone can go click on that when we post this. And just thank you so much for taking the time despite your busy life and all the kiddos and just time to be with all of us. I so appreciate it. Thank you.
1: I appreciate you. I appreciate your heart for the Lord. And I appreciate your intention in your questions and just the value you're bringing to your subscribers. So thank you. Well, you're so
0: sweet. Thank you guys for joining. We'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening to episode 15 of the Embracing Chaos podcast. Thank you guys so much for all your support on my first season. And we will see you guys back in September. Bye.